This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast, where we discuss topics that can be controversial or uncontroversial. Topics range from family, faith, lifestyle, you name it. No topic is off limits. New episodes released every Tuesday and Friday. All right, sit back and relax. Here is your host of the show, Connie. Welcome everyone to Vintel with Connie Podcast. I'm your host, Connie. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're new to this podcast, thank you so much. Welcome. And I hope you check the rest of other episodes. We do have interesting episodes for you to check out. And if you are OGs, welcome back. Thank you so much for your continuous support. I really do appreciate you. And guys, remember we do have Vent to God Bible study just for women. If you're a woman of God and you want to grow in your work with Christ by learning the scriptures, learning God's revealed will on the scriptures, please make sure you send us email, ventarwithconnie at yahoo.com so we can bring you in. We do have a Bible study and we are studying the book of John. We are in John 5 um, at this point, at this time that I'm recording this. So um, if you want to join us to study the book of John, please send us email. And we do this Bible study via Zoom. So it's a private Bible study. Private section is not recorded at all. It's just a group of godly women wanting to learn the scriptures and grow in their walk with Christ. So if you're interested and you want to learn, please come join us. Send email, ventanwithconnieayahoo.com. That's the email. Okay, guys, I want to also remind you guys, we do have a website. Uh, the website name is VentimeWithConnyPodcast.com. No space at all. VentimeWithConnyPodcast.com. Last episode, I was talking about the website and I forgot to mention the website's name. The website um, domain. That's the website um, name. So today, I wanted to make sure I mention it. So go check it out. And just in case, if I forget at all to mention the website, we always have the link on every episode description. So you can go click on the link and it will take you straight to the website. And on the website, we do have marriage products. So we have t-shirts for male and female, for ladies and gentlemen. And we also have one for your babies, your little babies, toddlers, you know, young adults, whatever it might be. We do have one for you. And we do have backpacks. We have so many accessories for you to purchase, you know, so you can show how proud you are with this podcast that you are a Ventus family, okay? You are one of us. So please make sure you purchase the merch. And that's how you can also support us financially. And we do have a Patreon page on the website if you want to support us financially. If you are led to do that, you can go ahead and do it. Thank you so much in advance. So that's the only announcement that I have. So today's episode, I don't know um, if you have heard about Someone telling you when you're going through anything, people keep telling you, trust in God, he would do it. Have you heard this before? And have you wondered what does it really mean to trust God with all our heart? Well, today's episode, we are discussing Proverbs 3. We are still on the Proverbs series. So uh, we are on Proverbs chapter 3 today, and we are going to be diving in and talking about what it means to really trust God with all our heart. So stick around, don't move an inch, and we'll be back right after this. Keep on listening. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, today's episode is a good one. Like, it's always been a good one. Every episode is always good. So today's um, 
topic, as you can tell by the title, it probably will be something around trusting God. I haven't really come up with it yet at the time I'm recording this, but by the time you see it, you, you see it, there should be a title. So it will be something relating with trusting God or something. So what we do on this series is just me sharing um, what I learned from each chapter of the proverb, each each chapter that I read of proverbs. So we read chapter one, I shared uh, what I learned from it and also encourage you guys to read it on your own and I'm sure you will have other verses that's, that resonate with you. If you're really interested want to share with me, you can send me an email. I would love to hear from you to see some of the verses that resonate with you that I didn't share, you know, because all of them are so good. So what I would do, usually I will read the whole passage first and then I will share the verses that resonate with me. So why don't we just go ahead and read Proverb chapter 3. And it says, and I'm reading in ESV version. That's English Standard Version. So read along with me with any translation that you have. So it says, the word of God says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandment. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart, so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your path. Be not wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord, and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be wary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him whom he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding for the Gain from her is better than gain from silver, and her profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand, in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who lay hold of tree of her. Those who hold her fast are called blessed. The Lord, by wisdom, founded the earth, and by understanding he established the heavens. By his knowledge the deeps broke open, and the clouds dropped down the dome. My son, do not lose sight of this. Keep sound wisdom and discretion, and there will be life to you for your soul, and adornment for your neck. Then you will walk on your way securely, and your foot will not stumble. If you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden ter terror or the ruin of the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to do it. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come again. Tomorrow I will give it to you when you have it with you. Do not plan evil against your neighbor. Who dwells trusting, trustingly beside you? Do not contend with a man for no reason. 
when he has done you no harm. Do not envy a man of violence and do not choose any of his ways. For the devious person is an abomination to the Lord, but the upright are in his confidence. The Lord's cause is on the house of the wicked, and he blesses the dwelling of the righteous. Towards the scorners he is scornful, but to the humble he gives favor. The wise will inherit honor, but fools get disgrace. Amen. So, before I even begin to share some of the my um, the verses that resonate with me, I want to first um, say this. You know, when we start reading from verse 13 down, it was describing, you can see that the w- wisdom was perso- personalized. You know, we see personification. That's one of the figures of speech. So they use wisdom. Wisdom is described as a sheep. So I know a lot of people would take this that, oh, that means it's only a woman that is described as a she because women are full of wisdom or stuff like that. Maybe it's talking about women. No, it's not just women. Anybody can have wisdom, both male and female. So let's not get carried away and think that supports the whole saying of the fear of a woman is the beginning of wisdom. No, it does not support it because that phrase is not true. So I just want to clarify that. And also, I want to say something too. Um, when I was reading verse 30, Proverbs 3 verse 30 that says, Do not contend with a man for no reason, for when he has done you no harm. It kind of reminds me wives. <laughs> you, if you're one of those women, those wives or girlfriend, whatever, that try to you know, come up with an issue with your man for no reason, so you guys will argue. Are trying to be, you know, content with him for no reason, because you just want to argue. You, we are just, you, you, we are told here this is not good. Okay, all right. Let me share my um verses. So the first verse that stood out to me was um, that was verse five to six. Let me read it again. It says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him." And he will make straight your path. Let me read it in NLT because I love the way it's written in how the way it was translated in NLT. Let me go to NLT, okay? Okay, in NLT it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. I love it. It, it kind of gives more clarity when I read it in NLT for me. So I don't know which one you prefer. So when I first read this verse, um, the first question that jumped to my mind was, what is this verse saying? I mean, that's what we all ask, right? When we're reading anything. So the Bible shouldn't be an exception to you need to ask, what is this? What is this passage saying? Because we need to understand what the passage is talking about. So um, it says, trust in the Lord with all my heart. Because that's what verse 5 says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. That's just the first part of verse 5. So another question I would ask is, what does it really mean to trust in the Lord? So I started doing a little, a little research because I love to do that. You know, basically look for places in the Bible that talks about trusting the Lord, try and get more clarity. So um, I want to talk about Psalm 37. Let's go to Psalm 37, um, verses 5 to seven psalm 37 verses 5 to 7 let's read this just just for context so verse 5 says commit everything you do to the lord 
Trust him and he will help you. So just in just verse 5, let's stop there. So basically, what it means to trust in the Lord with all my heart is I have to commit everything I do to the Lord. Everything. It says everything, no exception. And trust him and he will help you. That means you're putting your trust in him that he will help you through this. Let me keep reading verse 6. It says, he will make your innocence radiate like the dawn. And the justice and the justice of your cause will shine like the noon sun. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. Oh my gosh, this verse seven is even way is even gives more clarity because it's not just only committing everything we do um to God. That's how we show that we trust Him. But also, he wants us to be still in the presence of the Lord. That means we need to know that he's God and that be calm. There has to be some calmness, some peace, you know. And that's the peace that he will give us, right? And we have to wait on him patiently. We have to wait. There's some waiting coming. We have to wait patiently. That means waiting has to be involved. And why waiting? You have to be patient Why waiting. It's not just waiting and being cranky. You know, being cranky, but you had to wait for him patiently. You know, so that's how uh, and we had to wait for him to act. You have to wait for him to do what he says that he would do. So that's actually way, practical ways that we can actually trust the Lord with all our heart. Another one, too, that I want to read is the same Psalm, since we are still in Psalm, with the same Psalm, Psalms 112. That's 112. Psalm 112, verses 6 to 8 says, I'm still reading in NLT. Such people will not be overcome by evil. Those who are righteous will be long remembered. They do not fear bad news. They confidently trust the Lord to care for them. They are confident and fearless and can face their foes triumphantly. Okay, so yeah, we'll stop at verse 8. So basically, this is a way that, you know, when we trust the Lord, you know, when we trust the Lord, we are, of course, we are talked about committing everything to him in his hands and being still, that means being calm and having peace that he's going to, he's there with us every step of the way. And we have to wait on him patiently. And also, um, when we do that, we don't fear bad news, you know, because we have confidence. We have confidence in God. We are confident in Christ that he say he got us and he does. Because his word, he never lie, okay? So we have to trust in him confidently. That's to be some confidence we have in him. When you have confidence in something, that means you trust that that thing will happen. You trust the person's character, you know. So that means you trust in the character of God. You have confidence in God, you know. That's a practical way also that you can um, trust in the Lord. You know, let's also talk about why we are waiting on the Lord, why sometimes it might not be pleasant, but the necessity of also still trusting in him, even when things doesn't look right. Because when you go to Isaiah chapter 8, verse 17, it says, I will wait for the Lord who has turned away from the descendants of Jacob, I will put my hope in him. 
So Isaiah is, is um, identifying that the Lord have turned away from the descendant of Jacob. And we're talking about Israel, right? The Jews. So probably, um, of course, the Jews probably disobey God in this process. Um, because, the, you know, if you read the Old Testament, they showcase a lot of disobedience, uh, which is what we still do in this um, this church age. So they are, we are no different from them, okay? So in their disobedience, God turned away from them. Isaiah is saying here that I will still put my hope in him. Even if he's not, his face is not shining upon us right now, I will still trust in him. That's kind of trust that is unconditional. You trust regardless, even though you feel like God is not intervening on your behalf at this moment, you know, but also trusting him because he knows the best for us. So let's go to Jeremiah. Let's talk about some of the benefits. Jeremiah 17, 78, it says, But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a river bank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. That is so good because this is basically what it looks like when you trust God, when you have confidence in him. It's describing, it's like a tree planted along a river bank. It, it, that means the tree is planted by the river. That means there's always going to be water. So the tree will not worry if there is drought in the land or whatnot because he's attached to his source, which is the river, right? So, and for us, we are, we have a relationship with our source, with God. We are his children. So we shouldn't fear because no matter what, we are with the source. There's nothing for us to fear. Regardless of whatever is going on in our environment, we have confidence that no matter what, he is the sustainer of our life. He will sustain us. He will sustain us. You know, so that's that's some of the effect of trusting God. You know, regardless what things might look like in your environment around you, you still trust in him because you are attached with the source. You are children of God. You are daughter of God. There's nothing can happen to you. The life sustainer is your father. So why should you worry? So why should you fear? You have confidence in him that he will sustain you no matter what. So that's one of the ways, you know, the effect of trusting God. So going back to our verse, um, Proverb 3. So going back to Proverb 3, I was talking about verse 5 to 6. So let's finish reading that uh, verse 5 to 6. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. So you probably ask yourself, um, okay, so if I don't rely on my own understanding, whose understanding should I lean on? Because somehow you have to rely on something, you know? So verse 6 explains who we should be relying on. Verse 6 answers that question. It says, Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. You know, so that means relying on God, relying on his will. You probably ask, okay, what is God's will? You go to the Bible. Bible is the revealed will of God. And that's where you go to find out what God's will is for you. For example, you know, 
you you're a college student and you're asking, okay, what is God's will on how I should live as a college student? God's will, if you read the scriptures, he want, He says that you are the light of the world. So when you go to that college, you are shining light to darkness, to overcome darkness, you know? Shine light to whoever you're talking to. You share the gospel to whoever that you can come across with. When you get the opportunity and find, always look for an opportunity to do that. You always sharing the truth. You live a Christian life so your roommates or your, your course mates, your whoever it is, can see that light. I said, this girl is different. You know, you're shining that light. You add flavor to people's life. You be in the salt of the word. You know, that's what Jesus encourages us to be. That's what he says we are. So this is what, this is some of the ways, some of the things the Bible says that uh, how we should live as a college student or as anybody. So it's not just only applicable to college students. This is just uh, one of the ways that college students can apply it being the salt and the light of the world in college, you know? So another way too, you can ask, um, what is God's will for marriage? If you're wanting to get married, you know, someday you probably ask, what is God's will for marriage? You know, if you go to Hebrews 13 verse 4, it says, let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge the sexual immoral and adulterous. So this is one of the ways... God shows us the, his will for marriage. So how you should be looking, how you should view godly marriage, you know. So even before you get into it, you know, marriage bed on the fire, that means keeping yourself pure. And I know purity culture have kind of messed up this, but it still won't mess up because God's word will still stand regardless. God's faithfulness does not depend on man's faithfulness, okay? So just because the, the people have messed it up does not mean God's word has been messed up. It still stands. It still says the marriage bed be undefiled. So we have to still stay pure before we get into it. You know, even if you didn't, we can still repent from it, you know? That's how you can get an idea what's God's will for marriage. That's just the That's just the only scripture I can quote right now, but there's a lot of them. You can go look over scriptures and find out God's will for marriage. Another one too, for those that, okay, you say, okay, I find out God's will for marriage. What is God's will for a godly wife for me or a godly husband? And of course, it can be found in Ephesians 5. Thinking about godly wife, it will be Ephesians 5 verse 22. It says, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and and is himself its savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives submit in everything to their husband. And if you're saying, oh, why does the wife have to submit? There's also uh, instruction or God's will for the husband here. If you go down in verse 25, Ephesians 5, 25 says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish in the same way husbands should love their wives as their own body he who loves his wife he who loves his wife loves himself you know, so you can keep reading on that. So God do revealed his will for us on how a husband should be and how a wife should be. 
if you're a godly woman and you are going into business, business, owning your own business or a career woman or you're employing people, whatever it might be, you ask, okay, what is God's will for me as a, a businesswoman, as a career woman, as an employer, you know, or what you might, whatever you might be that empower. So if you go to Proverbs 3 that we are reading, if you go then verse, um, verse 27 says, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to do it. So that's just an, that's just an example. That's just one verse out of many in the Bible that can show you God's will for an employer, for someone in power. Maybe you, you have more money for, than the other. You are hiring people, you're a businesswoman, you are filing your tasks, whatever it might be. You know, you will find God's will there revealed in the Bible. So that's just an example. There's so many things, so many questions you might have. You can go into the Bible. There has to be some principle. It might not be directly describing what you are going through, but there will be a principle for you to glean from and apply it in your life. Okay, so that's just some of an example. So another verse that stood out to me, going back to our, our passage, Proverbs 3, another verse that stood out to me was verse 25 to 26. Let me read it. Verse 25 to 26 says, Do not be afraid of sudden terror or of the ruin of the wicked when it comes, for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. So this verse 25 to 26 is basically stating some of the benefits or the outcome of someone that um, trusts in the Lord with all their heart. You know, that means you go to sleep peacefully. And I think a uh, verse previous that's previous what I just read says, I think that was verse um verse 24. It says, if you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. So that's what happened. Those are some of the outcomes of trusting the Lord with all your heart. You have peace in your life. You have peace even when you were sleeping, you know. You go to sleep peacefully knowing that. God got you, knowing that God is your stronghold. He's your shield. He's your protector. You rely on him completely. You commit yourself to him. So he got you, okay? So that's some of the effect of the benefits of trusting God. You have nothing to worry about because even when those wicked people's terror comes sudden, because they will come sudden, you never expect it. When it comes, God still got you. Because he will not come to God as a surprise. He won't cut God off guard because he knows this thing before it even happened. So, because he's the sustainer of life, he's sovereign. He knows everything. So, isn't it better for you to put your life in someone that knows both future, present, and past? He knows everything. knows the end from the beginning. That means you are secured in life, you know? So that's some of the things that happen. You go to sleep peacefully. Even when um, the sudden terror of the ruin of the wicked, when it comes, you will still have that confidence in God that he will keep you. He will keep your foot from being caught. One, one of the recent things that God is teaching me about having confidence in him, I want, to talk, I want us to talk about that confidence in God a little bit, a little in depth. So one of the things God is teaching me about having confidence in him, Basically, what it means to have confidence in the Lord is found in Psalm 27. Because I've been doing a um, study on Psalms, devotions on Psalms. So Psalm 27, verse 3, it says, I love what it says here. And this is Psalm 
I think some of David. Yes, David wrote this one. So Psalm 27 verse 3 says, Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. Isn't that one of the mind-blowing confidence? He said even war arise against him. Yet he will still be confident. Do you know why? It's not because he have confidence in, in himself that he's he's very strong. He have an army of people that will fight against it. No, because he trusts in the Lord. Because he have God on his side. If you keep reading Psalms twenty seven, you will get more clarity what he's talking about. What he have confidence, who he has confidence in. He have confidence in God because he trusts God with all his heart. So that's just one of the things I'm learning, having that confidence in God. That means nothing can shake you. Nothing will fear you. Even when fear comes, you go back to the word of God to build you up, to encourage you, to put your eyes back in Christ, in the Lord. Okay? So that's where I will end. Um, those are the few um, verses that stood out to me. I'm sure you have more than uh, more than what I just shared today because uh, this Proverb 3 was so rich and has a lot for you to learn from. There's so many wisdom for you to learn from. And I hope you can share it with me. Um, if you have any other anyone that is different from what I just mentioned, please feel free to send us email, ventanwithconnie at yahoo.com and share it with me because I would love to read those things. So um, thank you guys so much for listening. And um, I remember God loves you and I love you too. I'm your host, Connie, signing out. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Vent Time with Connie podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Please don't forget to like, rate, review, or share this podcast. Do you have any feedback or questions for Connie or any topics you'd like to discuss on the show? Connie loves communicating with our listeners. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Vent Time with Connie or send an email to venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Until next time, remain blessed.